Denver pays millions to BLM riders. China might ban clothing that hurts feelings. An Ivy League school gets a failing grade on free speech. College football ramps up. I'll give you my picks. And are Liberty safes really all that safe? Well, a lot of people don't think so much anymore. We'll get into it right now. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Wrap-Up, where we break down the biggest stories of the week that you might have missed and definitely need to know. The city of Denver has agreed to pay Black Lives Matter rioters a whopping sum of $4.7 million. The payout is in result to a unanimous decision made by the Denver City Council in a class action lawsuit filed by BLM activists for the so-called violation of their right to free speech. So how exactly does BLM allege that Denver violated their First Amendment rights? Well, by enforcing a curfew in an effort to dissipate the large crowds that had congregated throughout the city during said riots. Crowds that included vandals and arsonists, I might add. Meanwhile, while BLM leaders are cashing in, those who participated in January 6th haven't been so lucky. Although in some cases, I must say I use participated loosely, as Enrique Tario, who received a 22-year sentence for his, quote, role on January 6th, was not even present in Washington, D.C. on that day. And let me be clear, I'm not defending violent conduct of any kind by anyone of any ideology, but as many people increasingly worry about the emergence of a two-tier justice system in this country, this certainly won't do much to alleviate those concerns. Let's turn to China. According to Bloomberg, China is currently considering a law that would ban clothes that, quote, hurts the feelings of others. Bloomberg reports that the Standing Committee of the Nation's Legislature recently released a draft of revisions to the law it's considering that would forbid a range of behavior, that including dress or speech, quote, detrimental to the spirit of the Chinese people that also hurts the feelings of the Chinese people. Now, the lawmakers didn't spell out exactly what could get people sent to a detention center for up to 15 days or fined up to 5,000 won, which is around 680 US dollars, but they have listed the law among their priorities for this year. Now, I can't help but point out the irony in this story when just last week, we reported on the story of a 12-year-old Jaden who was removed from his classroom for wearing a Gatson flag patch on his book bag. Maybe we shouldn't be taking cues from communist China when it comes to the issue of freedom of speech. Maybe that's just a little bit of a radical idea these days, I guess. No one pretends that college campuses are places where free speech is safe, but how bad has it gotten what Harvard apparently couldn't get any worse? The New York Post reports that Harvard University is officially 2023's worst school for free speech. The Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression released its annual college free speech rankings on Wednesday, which dubbed the state of free speech at the Ivy League school abysmal. Harvard received a 0.00 point free speech ranking on a 100 point scale. The group says the score is calculated based on factors including how strong the school's policies in favor of free speech are and how many professors, students, and campus speakers have been targeted by authorities for their free speech. Harvard Law School professor Janet Hawley said, quote, we're in a crisis time right now. Many, many people are being threatened with and actually put through disciplinary processes for their exercise of free speech and academic freedom. It's unclear what, if anything, Harvard will do about this failing grade. Speaking of college, we're heading into a big weekend for a college football, baby. The games I'm keeping an eye on are Texas, Alabama, and Colorado, and Nebraska. Now, last weekend, Alabama won handily, as they should, against Middle Tennessee State University, 56-7, with Jalen Milrow in the pocket at QB1. Now, this Saturday's game against Texas will be Alabama's first test against a ranked opponent as they face off against a Texas team ranked at number nine. And Saban, we trust, I've got 
Alabama, baby. On the other side of the country and what has become the biggest story in college football, all eyes will be on Deion Sanders' prime time. And UC Boulder as they take on the Huskers at home. Last week, Sanders defied all odds when his buffs, who went 1-11 last season, defeated Texas Christian University, a team that just last year was in the National Football Championship playing against Georgia, which they lost pretty badly, but you know, still the National Football Championship playing against Georgia. Now, will he be able to replicate the success that he had last weekend? Only time will tell, but I'm not betting against him. I learned my lesson before. I've got UC in this one. It's time for your news to know. This past week, it was reported that America's top gun safe manufacturer, Liberty Safe, gave the FBI an access code to a safe owned by someone who was present at the January 6th protest. Now, the extent of their involvement is not at this time clear, but this story is problematic for a few reasons, and their statement actually kind of hints at it here. They released in a statement on August 30th, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe of an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. Our company protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. After receiving the request, we received proof of the valid warrant and only then did we provide them with an access code. Liberty Safe had no knowledge of any of the details surrounding the investigation at the time. Now, many people are wondering, as you probably are, how the hell do they even have these access codes? Tim Pool, a popular conservative YouTuber, hit on this in a tweet. He says, I don't care that Liberty Safe gave the codes to the feds. I care that they had the codes in the first place. Liberty safes are completely worthless. And I can't say honestly that he's wrong. Well, Liberty Safes has tried to backpedal this statement and now releasing a new statement saying that they actually are redoing their entire company policy now. They will no longer cooperate with federal officials unless they have a subpoena in addition to a warrant and are compelled to hand over those access codes. They are now also rolling out a new online form that would allow people to delete their codes from Liberty Safe's records. It's weird that you have to ask for that to be done. And that's it for me here at The Wrap Up. I'll see you guys next week right here. Be sure to share, comment, like, subscribe, do all the things. I'll see you guys next Friday. Have a great and safe weekend. Hey guys, I'm CJ Pearson. To keep videos like this free, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution today right here on PragerU.com.